Welcome to Fantasy Watch, the first show to bring you Fantasy Overwatch content. Not the only one, but the first one. My name is Invictus, and today I am here with my buddy Mikey, because Abnerd is on vacation. What up, Mikey? Hello, hello. My name is Mikey. Um, I've been I've been a multi-season uh, glider player in, in, in Overwatch. Uh, four season top five. Four season top five hundred. I played with. I've played. I've played scrimmed and talked to. Uh, many many of of high tier players some even some some even in the Overwatch League and I and I'm friends with <laughs> and I'm friends and and uh, frequent uh, and, and frequent talk and frequent talks with people about the meta and so I have I have quite I, I, I like to brag that I have quite a deep understanding of the meta um, I believe that the Overwatch League has just just has an uncapped ceiling to go up and I'm excited to see how this where this goes. Yeah, absolutely. Mikey's very humble. He's actually a really great player, and he does know a ton of great uh, players and has a ton of great resources. He's also fluent in Korean, so the dude gets to hear what what we don't know what's going on, and he can understand the tweets that the Korean players are sending out that I can't read. All right, um, but we're we're here today. We're gonna we're gonna go over some stuff. Like I said, Abner's on vacation, so Mikey graciously uh, was willing to fill in and and see what it's about and check it out. I'm excited to have him here, so thanks for being able to come. The topics this week that we're going to talk about is kind of, um, we're two weeks into the stage. We didn't have an episode last week because Abner was also uh, getting ready to go on vacation. We just couldn't line up some time to talk last week. But um, So let's we're going to talk a little bit about the meta, what's going on so far in stage two, and what's changed. Because um, the meta is extremely important to what you're picking in fantasy because it means where players are going to get points or where they're not going to get points. Who's going to play what hero? Are they playing their top hero or are they just playing who they have to be to, to fill the meta? Are they a meta slave, if you will? Um, we're going to talk a little bit about those heroes and what's going to happen or what we predict to happen for the rest of this stage. As well as we're going to go into the weekly preview where we'll give you a player from each team for each or one player from each matchup rather. Um, and where we think that they're going to, you know, be the best for their position or if they're going to be the best on their team. Or if we just think they're going to exceed some expectations for the week. Um, but the first thing uh, that we're going to go over is what's changed. So the two major changes that I can think of, and unless Mikey's got something other than these, for the meta are going to be Mercy and Junkrat, uh, which are pretty big. The Mercy nurse, um, everybody knows them by now. Everybody's happy about them unless you're a Mercy main. Uh, but what have you noticed so far with the changes to Mercy? How has it affected the meta, Mikey? Well, with the Mercy, well with the Mercy nurse, we're gonna we're going to see. More efficient, clean team fights, and but but on the flip side, teams that focus upon empowering a player, empower, empowering a player with uh, with a mercy pocket damage boost, and then just bringing them back to life, teams the teams that focus on empowering such player, we, we might see a, di- a dip in performance, or we might just see them playing sh- playing struggle. A, a good example, a, a perfect example might 
B, San Francisco Shock. They, it, the, the team works or revolves around empowering Baby Bay to have space, make plays, keep and and uh, prop and prop him up, and then but but with Mercy but with Mercy gone, in the, with Mercy gone, in theory, this we we could see a dip in Baby Bay's performance, and he and uh, his position and his positioning just may have to may have to. Uh, just be reevaluated, and also with the, with the mercy changes, we're going to see less greedier picks, less greedier picks on say defense or offense. You know, so like off, more often than not, you can't uh, without a mercy, you can't warrant play, uh, playing say defensive widowmaker, running or just or running McCree for the most part. And fi- and finally, with the with with the mercy changes, we might also see an in, an indirect. Uh, decrease uses in fortification comps. You know, Arissa, Arissa Roadhog hunker down, hunker down comps because they they they, they rely upon they rely upon just they rely upon old charge timing, and and they require they require quite the amount of heals. Without mercy, yeah. you can't prop up a comps like these. Back to you. Yeah. Yeah, dude, absolutely. Orisa's kind of hard to play when you don't have a ton of heals for her. She kind of has to be pocketed because as soon as the DPS starts focusing her, she's got that big old fatty head. Tracers, Farahs, stuff like that can really hit that hitbox really easily and take her out of the picture. So if, if that's your main tank and you don't have the heals to keep her up in all those situations, it kind of puts you as a, a rough spot as a team. Um, definitely great points though especially with pointing out baby bay um, and the san francisco shock and that's why i think i didn't pull up the exact numbers but i'd be pretty pretty confident to say that the shock probably has some of the highest mercy usage so far uh, in stage two but that brings us into the next nerf uh, which is the jake rat nerf i mean junk rat my bad um <laughs> j low j low j low ke's in chat <laughs> Yeah, exactly. But you know, the thing with, with Junkrat, it's not even that big of a nerf, but I think that one of the reasons that we're seeing a huge downtick um, is because it is a decent amount of damage. It, it repels flankers a little bit less effectively. And most importantly, though, the map pool is not necessarily as beneficial for Junkrat as the first map pool was, I don't think. Oh, by all, oh, oh, by all means. What about you, Mikey? What do you think about oh, that? Oh, by all means. I mean, I would have to pull. I would, I would have to pull up the, the exact map pool right now. But, uh, but it, I guess it's just quite ironic and quite a coincidence that uh, that with the mercy changes now, it's made the Zenyatta Lucio dive comp more effective. Uh, essentially, the meta right now and the map pools uh, and the map pools all reflected. We have Gibraltar. We have Hollywood. We have. Uh, King. Okay, I'm not. I'm not, I'm not I don't want to say King. I've, got, I've actually yet. got it pulled up here for you. So we've got we've got Hanamura, Volskaya Industries, Lijang Tower, Nepal, Hollywood, Kings Row, Route 66, and Gibraltar. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Just, yeah, yeah with perfect. Ilios as the tiebreaker. Okay. Okay. Perfect. Perfect. But yeah, with the uh, with the with it, I just find it ironic that with the uh, mercy ch- with the mercy changes, we're seeing more Zenyatta Lucio combo, the dive the the, the original dive comp. And so, and the map pool just seems uh just seems to coincidentally um, fit in with this. We I mean we have we have we have um, Ilios, we have Hanamura, we have Volskaya, uh, Gibraltar, all dive comp heavy maps, all dive comp favorite maps. Uh, excuse me, and 
So oh, yeah, Gibraltar was one of the original dive maps, as was um, as was Hollywood. Precisely, you know, and, and then we, to an extent. Precisely, and then with the uh, junk rap mine nerf, he's he's like uh, Vic, he's like what Invictus just said, a little less efficient at, at uh, repelling uh, repelling these flankers. And these maps just sort of don't favor into junk rap per se, as as say um, Eichenwald, like us uh, last stage. Yeah, Eichenwald and uh, and uh, dang it, my brain died. Moon map, Junker Town, Lunar Colony, Junkertown. yeah, Junker Col- <laughs> Junker Town, Lunar Colony. Both of those are, are very easy to use junk rat on. They've got a lot of choke points and stuff that you can kind of spam. Um, I'm actually surprised. I honestly thought Jake would still be playing is almost as much junk rat as he was playing before because that just seems to be his dominant hero pool. Maybe we will see Houston in week three just say, screw it, we're going to play what we're good at and we're not going to try to be slaves to the meta. I almost think they might fare better doing that than they have been uh, this so far this stage, but we'll have to stay tuned to find out on that. Um, as a whole, between the map pool and the changes, um, you know, we're starting to see some different heroes coming out. Uh, mainly some of the ones that me and Mikey have talked about in the past, and we're going to go over here as well as anybody else he can think of, is Soldier 76 is back, um, and that's because of poke damage. Um, when you have a Mercy, you don't want all that poke damage that's easily healed up, right, Mikey? Yes, yes, because because, because Mercy is meant Mercy and Moira essentially feed off of poke. The more poke they take, the more uh, the more ultimate charge you're getting. They, the more ultimate charge they get, and they can swing a team fight with it. But now, but now because of because of Zenyatta Lucio, Soldier Seventy Six is effective at just by just dealing a massive amount of poke damage, and then and then uh, and then we, and then you just dive upon said damage, and then and just completely burst uh, the damage targets, and then you just completely burst them down. Soldier Seventy, and then the and then these maps such as Gibraltar. Uh, King Gibraltar, King's Rope. These are soldiers. These that are long high ground. Long high, high ground, high ground, high ground. These are just completely dominant to the Soldier Seventy Six, and and these lead teams. Every team just just so happens to have one always a one good Soldier Seventy Six player. So I, I'm expecting a lot of yeah, Soldier Seventy Six. Dallas picked up AKM. AK Seventy Six. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, AK Seventy Six is exactly damn right. And then so go ahead. Sorry. I was just going to say, some of the other ones that we're seeing a little bit more of are Hog, Zarya. We're seeing more Anna play, though. We're still not seeing a ton of her. We're seeing a little bit more Moira and even Hanzo. But I think the Hanzo is more of just a map change because we're playing a map that is pretty effective for Hanzo. We're seeing uh, Hanzo quite a bit on King's Row. Oh, I, oh, I'm, oh, I always get excited whenever someone picks out the Hanzo. I mean, I, he's fun to watch, but he's just quite unfun to play with. That scatter, man. I mean, can't wait for the changes. Oh, <laughs> Yeah, he is horribly unfun to play against. Um, when you have a good Hanzo on your team, though, it's not bad. It's like you get a Hanzo in ranked, and you're either like, crap, dude, this is going to suck. Or you pull up their account real quick, and you see, oh, this dude's got a 70% win rate. 3.5 I mean, EDL, oh, 3.5 EDL Hanzo. Yeah. Okay, this is going to be it's, quite it's like, all right. This dude's this dude's Smurf, and I'll take I'll take the Hanzo Smurf, and then you get the non Hanzo Smurf, and they're like missing every time. Like I do, and I play Hanzo, and you're like, no. Well, yeah. Monica. I mean, I mean, it, it, I mean yeah. It, it, varies, it varies by it varies by rank, but even at the highest rank, some people like they just they never get the hints that Hanzo isn't the pick or whatever. But uh, but it, but with League, I'm sure they I'm sure the uh, the logistics teams they all. 
they all have a plan. They all have a plan, and they're confident in their players to play, to play the Hanzo. But now, leading into it, I'm, I'm I'm excited to see another hero being played more. Zarya, have a comment on that, Vic? Oh yeah, dude. Zarya is a really fun hero to play. Her ultimate is massive and gives you a ton of ability to swing a team fight. Um, a graviton, if it landed well, is almost a guaranteed win on a team fight if you baited out the the support alts and stuff but you know we're seeing her on a couple of different maps primarily on Li Jang um and also on King's Row King's Row think, King's Row <laughs> yeah for the same reason King's Row Hanzo and Zarya just go well together everybody knows about the Hanzo Zarya Wombo combo that's one of the original Wombo combos coming out of the beta you know yeah, it's yeah. just so grab powerful. a dragon and it's quite it's it's quite a spectacle for the for uh, the spectators to watch. <laughs> nothing nothing yeah, better than watching a black hole getting consumed by a dragon. <laughs> and it's great because when we're seeing Reinhardt, you get Zarya there to back her up, um, and Zarya just does a great job of being able to protect the Reinhardt as he moves forward, being able to protect him during his charge so he can get those big charges off, um, as well as on King's Row. The way that the map is, and also on Li Chang, the comps and stuff that are fil- pulled into it, a lot of times those bubbles can really build you up a ton of charge. Uh, watching Spree play, he just is, his timing is so good. Like, I can't, like, between Spree and Zumba, I'm really excited to see Zarya back in the meta because I think that she can be pretty powerful. And not yet, but giguri is coming i know that she also plays a ton of diva now but once she ends up on the shanghai roster which i heard that the visas are coming through so we should see them in a week or two you know those aria changes might end up being huge for her and i'm excited to see what she can do and even in the future i'm really hoping that you know this is a totally unexpected subject that we didn't really talk about much but i'm hoping that with the new Sombra meta coming, possibly in stage three, that we're going to see Zarya as well because those bubbles can cancel the hell. Oh yes, but that, so but, no, that, but that's that's for another episode. Sombra, we have we have something <laughs> exciting, folks. But also another thing, I'm another thing that we're, we're that's an indir- that's going to be a direct results actually going back to the mercy changes with the mercy changes now quad tank has become ever more popular with more with just how fast more can get her ult and as there's as a result of that you're gonna see a lot more of zarya and quad tank matter a matter of fact i mean i i matter of fact i'm pulling up uh, i have I actually have stats from winston's lab here uh valiant the the valiant and the um and the dallas fuel are the two highest teams running running quad tank right now uh, almost, almost at two, almost at two percent of the times. And that's almost surprising to me. I, I'm thinking that we're going to see some more of that as the meta flushes itself out. I think that it's a really powerful comp, and I can think of a couple other teams that have some really good tank setups uh, as far as the players that they can have on tank that might be really effective with that, including Dallas. Obviously, Effect is another one of the best Sarius in the world, in my opinion. Oh yes, we yes we just haven't seen we haven't seen the full effect of his the full effect of his Saria. But um. Nah, I think I think that's that's actually a great point out with the quad tank because one it might mean that some of the tank players get in. It also might mean that some of the um, DPS are flexing on the tank, which changes some of the point values and stuff for what they're doing. But if you think about, say, like a player like Jake, who apparently really just plays effectively the most when he's playing Australian characters, his hog has looked fairly decent. Um, his hook percentage was a little bit low, but I think a lot of that is him just throwing out hooks, trying to hit him. 
and that kind of happens. You're going to have to risk for reward with hogs sometimes. But I do think that um, the Moira Lucio comps or the Zen Moira that you can maybe pick up with the quad tank does do well because if you have a Moira player, I think that's actually the biggest thing or the biggest takeaway from that is that if you have a Moira player, say somebody like Custa, and you see that their team is playing a ton of quad tank and you look at the maps and you look at the opponents and say, hey, you know what, I think they're probably going to be playing quad tank. You know, Custa has been the main support pretty much, I believe, playing every map so far in stage two. So for me personally, I have one team where I have Custa and I have uh, Unko, and I actually intentionally picked up Custa thinking to myself, dude, Moira meta is coming. And I was like, let me pick up Custa because if Moira ends up being super powerful and we see her a ton, then Custa is arguably one of the better Moiras, and he's been playing her a ton, so I think he might be able to get me some decent points out of oh, that. Yeah, oh, oh, yeah, by, oh, yeah, by all means. Any uh, Right now, any map that's that's just quite linear, Moira is, 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 is always viable on any map that's linear, even with, even with, even with the dive comp. And, uh, and I, I like to make the argument that if, uh, if the Dallas Fuel can pick it up, Custa is going to be an invaluable piece to the, uh, to, 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 to the Fuel going, going forth win stage two yeah i think the the moira meta especially for dallas might end up being really beneficial i'm excited to see what they can do going forward especially with some of their additions being rascal and akm if we start seeing a little bit more genji this meta he could be really really key to that team um as well as he plays well on a couple other heroes so i'm excited to see what dallas can do with their their additions um and that kind of kind of closes up i think a little bit um about what we wanted to talk about as far as the meta and the different heroes that we're seeing now as well as how they've affected some of the teams um so because they are going to affect those teams let's head into this week's preview because we actually have some banger games this week i'm actually really excited about some of these matchups um not necessarily the first because i think that it might be a 4-0 um because the first game we're going to have on wednesday afternoon this week is going to be seoul versus shanghai the dynasty versus the dragons, the double D. But, you know, like I said, I think it's going to probably end up being a 4-0 for Seoul. The dragons have continued to struggle, even though they're looking better. The problem is, is that if you get, if you're here or you're say at, at a level, a, a power level five, okay. And all of a sudden you climb to a power level six and the time that all the power level seven, power level eight teams you know, had that took you to grow that much, they had the opportunity to grow just as much. So while I do think that Shanghai has continued to look better, every other team has continued to look better. So it just kind of stifles them a little bit. Um, but for this game, I am going to give you a player from the Dragons that I think is going to be uh, possibly successful this week, hopefully. And that's going to be uh, Dia and Undead. Or I'm going to give you two. Dia and the Undead. DTS. Yeah, that's hard. <laughs> I mean, that. Either one of them, if you can avoid starting them, I would. I don't think that they're going to be, you know, top 10 or top 20 DPS even. But if you're throwing them in your DPS 3 or hopefully your DPS 4 spot, it probably means the rest of your team is decently stacked and you'd probably be all right. Um, now, if you have like a really good second tank option, say you're sitting, you know, on Gamsu and Mecco or you know, Gamsu and Mono or something like that, then I'd probably go with them. But, you know, if you need the, those, I think they're definitely startable. I also think that they've been pretty successful because even when their team is not doing well, those two have still been effective at scoring points for fantasy. So if those are who you need, if you have them on your roster, 
I wouldn't necessarily want to start them as Shanghai is playing against Seoul and Boston. I think there's a possibility that they lose all eight maps. I'd hope that those two players at least can get some of the weight carried for their team. Uh, but that leads us into the next game. Mikey, why don't you tell me about San Francisco versus Dallas? San Francisco versus Dallas. I'm I'm expecting I'm expecting a three-two in favor in favor of perhaps Dallas. Now, mind you, San Francisco is coming off of its first win. They could they could this could be the rejuvenate. This could be they could be rejuvenated now. But now, with with all that said. I've got, I've got, I've got to go with Dante. Dante's going to be my player now. I know I'm probably going to go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say I'm with you, man. Yeah, well, I've, I've got to go with Dante now. I know I'm, pro- and I'm pro- no, I'm probably going to get a lot of backlash and say, why not Baby Bay? But with, but the thing is, with with against the Dallas Fuel, they've had trouble. They've had, they've had the most trouble shutting down, uh, shutting down tracers. Uh, for example, last week, last week, uh, the Los Angeles Valiant soon. Completely carved up uh, the Dallas Fuel back line, and he did that on the back of Kareev, rather he on Kareev's rather underwhelming performance, uh, under underwhelming performance last week, and just the the last two weeks he's been playing DPS. So, and and so if if you if you're having to start a San Francisco player, I'm saying Dante. <laughs> Throw my foot down, Dante. No, I'm absolutely with you there, man. I think that. Um, Dante has been consistently good. He's had a few maybe slightly underwhelming performances, but he, in my opinion, is solidly established as a DPS 2, borderline DPS 1 some weeks, but never and dropping then, below a then, DPS 3. And then on the flip side that I've actually forgot to add, uh, Don- I, I believe that Dante is going to even step up his performance even more off of the fact that he just that they, that he let, that uh, he was a part of the, of the first victory last week, and next week, and next uh, next week, Mister 150K becomes becomes eligible to play. So yeah, Dante is he's got, Dante, he's got it's like a contract year for Dante almost. Like in, in other fantasy sports, people talk about a contract year somewhere. Like, hey man, it's their contract year. They're going to kill it this year because you know the hope would be that hey the player has incentive to play because they want to up their value in the free market. And while Dante doesn't have to worry about upping his value right now, although maybe he could get picked up by another team. The reality is, I think that Dante is sitting here saying, hey, look, dudes. Coaches, Harsha, RC, Brett, look at me, man. You can't bench me. And if he goes off and kills it this week again against um, Dallas, you know, I think that it's going to say something about, hey, you might not necessarily want to bench Dante. You might want to change your comp around altogether so that you can have Dante and baby, uh, or uh, Dante and Sinatra, or maybe even, you know, Sinatra still sits to the bench a little bit longer until you find the comp that he's going to give you the most benefit in. Yeah, reg- regardless, if- regardless, this is this is uh, this week is going to be a pro- is going to be a proving week for Dante. He ha- he he has he he knows in the back of his mind, Mr. Sinatra, Mr. One Fifty K is 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 getting is is getting ready to play, and he's going to get play, and he's going to get he's going to get a, ch- a chance to play, but Dante has to have, he has to prove himself that he he should be the starter. So I'm expecting big things from him against against the uh, against Dallas Fuel. <laughs> Yeah, I'm with you on that 100%. I also think that, um, you know, if he does it this week, if he shows well this week because they're playing both Dallas and NYXL, it's going to say a lot about his capabilities as a player, and it'll speak volumes to what he's going to be able to bring the organization in the future. But that leads us actually into a team that you mentioned earlier. Uh, that was the Valiant. 
Uh, the Valiant are playing the Gladiators. This is the Battle for Los Angeles, Volume 2. Uh, this is going to be actually a tough matchup. I think the Gladiators have stepped up their performance immensely by bringing in Fissure. Um, and Valiant have continued to look strong, especially bouncing off of last week where the French boys stomped out their former teammate. Um, now from the Valiant, the player that I want to call out for this week coming up is Soon. Soon just looked nasty against Dallas. He was everywhere. He was pulling selfless moves, killing chips out of spawn. Like Soon has just cemented himself as one of the best tracers in the world consistently over the last two years. While other players have dropped off, uh, some of the top players from before have dropped off. Soon has just continued to say, hey, look, I'm here. This is what I can do, guys. Don't mess with me. I will shoot you in your head. And he's done it wonderfully and beautifully. I'm excited to see what he can do up against the uh, improved Gladiators team. And if the Valiant want to seek victory, which I think this is going to possibly be a five-map series, I'm going to go ahead and say that I think the Valiant take this 3-2 uh, to two over the Gladiators. And if they do that, it's going to be because Soon went in. Why, uh, why, why, are you, uh, why, do you think, why do you think Soon over, say, Envy, who has also been playing phenomenal? In the, in the past, in the last few weeks? Um, you know, I'm not sure about that. It may be because of other external drama or influences or something like that. Um, wait, what was your question? Sorry. Why Why soon over, say, Envy, who's also been playing phenomenal as well? Okay. Um, yeah, all right. Yeah, all right. That was the thing. Sorry, I'm going to go back and edit part of that. But, so, Envy is doing great, and I do think that he is one of the best tanks. But because of the changes to the meta, D.Va has been more of a peeler protector than a aggressive diver. Um, I think that's actually something we probably could have brought up earlier we kind of forgot to talk about. But I do think that that's something that's going to be important. Now, I do think Envy is going to continue to be one of the best tanks. Um, but this week, I get the feeling that Soon has the ability to actually be a top two, top three DPS player overall. Um, I do think that he can score a ton of points going up against the Gladiators. And then the second game for the Valiant is actually going to be against the Houston Outlaws. I also think that might be a five-map series just because playtime is so important. I think that Soon's really going to be able to go up against that. And then, again, to the counterpoint about who they're playing, um, going up against the Houston Outlaws, I think Soon is actually going to kind of dominate a little bit. Yeah, I'm wearing my Outlaws hat right now, but... The reality of it is, is I think that the Outlaws are still lacking. Unfortunately, as much as I want to be a clock, as I am a Clockwork fan, I don't think that they have somebody who can play Tracer at the level that Soon does. So if they put Jake on Tracer, Jake's not going to be able to stop Soon. They're going to have to swap something else around just to try to manipulate or try to beat Soon at his own games. And I'm not sure they're prepared to do that. We'll see what the game plan is. We'll see what they end up doing. But I do think that Soon's going to find a lot of success this week. And then go and then go, yes, going in and then uh, going into the game. Actually, that's that'll be ahead of the uh, that'll be before Houston versus Violet. We have Philadelphia Fusion versus versus Seoul. Now, now this this uh, personally, I think this will be this is going to be a trialing week for the Philadelphia Fusion because they have to because they they're coming off they're coming off of playing Houston off of playing off of a narrow victory. Against the against the Houston Outlaws, and then and, and then quite an anemic defeat to uh, by the uh, the London Spitfire. I think that this is a wake up call for them that they need to step. They need they need to, they need to step up their play. Not that they haven't, but that 
to maybe just not be as complacent. Now that said, they're playing the Soul Dynasty. This is this is going to be a, this is going to be a trialing game for them, and and f- and for that, for from the Soul Dynasty side, I have I think this is going to be a Zumba. I think this is going to be a Zumba game right here. Now, now, uh, now, bringing up the point of what he said about Diva, with the with the um, with the changes to the meta. We're, you're, you're, you should expect to see less um, statistical output from Diva players because Diva is more reliant on her peel now. But now that being said, that being said, her damage her damage output is still high, and her damage output is still high. She can burst. She can burst really effectively now, extremely effectively now, and and with uh, the way Soul Dynasty coordinates their dives with with Jay with Jay Hong orchestrating the play. I'm ex- I'm still expecting a ton of output from Zumba, and and, and we're gonna see him on Zarya this week for sure oh, as they're playing King's Row and Li Jang. Oh, so we can at least like expect to see him on one map for for Li Jang, and definitely gonna be playing Zarya on King's Row. And we've already seen multiple games of King's Row go to th- uh, like you know five six four six four five stuff like that. Um, and so I think that there's an opportunity where they could end up playing, you know two offenses maybe two two um two maybe even three offenses on that map if fusion steps it up which i do believe they have the ability to do so i'm excited i do think that you're right on that zumba call um we expect some of the other players on soul to pop off and their must starts flood is always going to be a must start in fantasy but you know so it's good to call out some of the other players that we might not necessarily I, always I will, think of yes, as must starts. I will, and uh, on any other on any other day on any given day, I also I, I too would have would have called out um, I too would have called out Fleta. But you have to you have to remember you you have to remember Fleta is going to be playing into into Poco, who's just who whether whether win or lose, he's been a consistent performer. Yeah, he, he yeah he's, 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 he's aggressive and he also peels well. And and again and and this could, this could neutralize Fleta, but it could also open up other opportunities for Zoom for, for Zumba for and for the and for the uh, other flex DPS. But so that this is and so that's why I'm more I'm warning stars I'm warning picking Zumba over say Fleta today uh, for this matchup. Yeah, that's a, actually a great point out, especially, you know, in fantasy, that's some of the most important things isn't necessarily who the player is and what they've done in the past, but it's who they're going to have to match up against. Just like I had kind of pointed out that I think soon is going to do well against um, Houston because of who the Valiant have to or who Houston has to kind of counteract him. And I'm not sure that, you know, one of the most effective tracers is Sabi Olby. And even in fantasy he may not be the most the highest scoring, but other tracers that have to play against him struggle. And I think that soon is gonna kinda be a little bit unchecked. We'll have to see what Houston does to do uh to defend that and we won't know. But that actually brings us into the Houston Valiant matchup. And the Houston player that I'm going to talk to you about today is not Jake. Because, well, we've already kind of said he struggled in this meta. He has not looked as well. He's not on the heroes that we've seen him performing at the highest on. Um, you know, what so an one I'm gonna, from, the, uh, from the quiet, um, just unthrilling performance on, on the Tracer against, uh, against the Fusion. And just his overall, his overall just uh, elimin- de- elimination death ratio. Jake is looking oh, yeah. unstable right now. Yeah, 
Yeah, and I like one of the things that I would say that you know, hey, a new meta is coming. Things are going to change in stage three, so maybe you can hold on to them. But to be honest with you, some people who maybe aren't paying as much attention, maybe they're going to go based off a of name value alone. You might be able to get a top tier DPS player from somebody for Jake. Um, I put out a couple trades just to see what I could get. I'm trying to trade Jake for his counterpart in Linkser. I also put a trade out for. Uh, Carpe for Jake because Carpe is kind of underperforming a little bit right now or he had a, actually he did great see, uh, stage two week one but stage two week two he kind of struggled so I said you know let me put this feeler out see if somebody's going to be willing to deal me Carpe maybe even somebody might trade you Shadowburn um, or something like that uh, but it might be worth kind of exploring your options um, but the one that I'm going to actually shout out for this week is going to be a must start for the Valiant, or sorry, for Houston, is going to be Linkser. Linkser has been pretty much the hard carry of this team at times. Uh, he continues to play high, even when he feels like he's having a bad matchup, or maybe he's is having a bad matchup for him. He's still one of the most talented players. Um, I'd like to give a, a, a shout-out or a second nomination, if you will, though, to my boy Muma, who had some great plays last week as far as tanks go. Muma continues to be um, one of the highest scoring tanks, and he plays extremely smart. With the map pool that we're seeing this week, I do think that both him and Linkser could play really well against the Valiant, especially though they're playing both Skya, Lijong, Hollywood, and Route 66. Route 66 has been one of their weaker maps. However, I think that if they are going to find success, it's going to be because of Linkser and Muma. All right, and that actually leads us into the next matchup, which is going to be Boston versus the Dragons. Mikey, why don't you head this one up for us? Uh, yes. Now with the now with with the Boston versus with the uh, Boston versus the Shanghai Dragons. Um, I, on any on like I said, another on any other given day, I would have said I would have said Ash, I would have said Dreamcast, but I couldn't make a decision between those two because they're essentially right next to each other in in the uh, in the standings right now. But uh, but now I've got to but. Uh, and I, it's actually going to be neither of them for my pick because I have to give a shout out to my boy, my, my boy Gamsu. Shanghai, the Shanghai Dragons, they've always they've always struggled against good tank play. Well, they've sort of. That's actually they, true. I, I can't think of, they've always struggled. They've just been struggling, period. But against good tank play, they just look like they're being they're they're just being drowned out. Now, now, now with uh with Gamsu, he with now with now uh, with Gamsu, he essentially sees the game before the game even happens. <laughs> uh, in a sense, Dad. and I'm and I'm expect and I'm expecting just smart engagements, many many eliminations, very little deaths, high amount of output. But now, but now, just a disclaimer though, I want you to be looking at Twitter, watching Twitter, seeing is Gamsu still sick? You remember, he was he was uh, he was sat the previous week because of because of an illness. So just just kind of just kind of keep that in mind. And we're and we're gonna move on to the next matchup for uh, Invictus, and it will be the London versus Boston. You take over. Yeah, man, I, that's a great call about Camsu. And he, just before I jump into London versus Boston, the Tea Party reunion, um, I do want to say that Camsu has been traditionally very good against almost everybody fantasy wise. But uh, against Shanghai, I do think he is gonna perform really well. Uh, because he has the ability to really take advantage of those smart dives and pouncing on those uh, healers. And we have not seen Shanghai executing a great peel. So 
I'm excited to see what Gam Sue can do. I do think Boston's going to come up on that one. Now, that is another story for London versus Boston. As I said, Tea Party reunion here. This, I think, is going to go fairly one-sided for London, although I, I, in my pick I'm probably going to call it a 4-0, although I wouldn't be surprised if Boston is able to take a map. Um, but London, statistically, has some of the best players. Both of their DPS right now I'd like to shout out now. Dozen did sit a little bit earlier in the stage. If they continue to play him, he is a must start. Uh, he is one of the best support players out there for points. But their DPS are hands down some of the best. Now, if you look at the overall season ratings, they are not necessarily the highest. But you have to remember that they've been being subbed out earlier in the season. But lately, we have really seen them hone in on playing profit pretty much all of the time and burgering with them both of which I think are two of the best DPS players in the league. I think they have a great hero pool, and clearly they have a lot of synergy. So if you've got London players, uh, you know, if you've got, if you have Profit, if you have Birdring, you got Bedozen, I definitely would want to start them. Uh, the tanks for London, I think, are definitely startable. Um, although I would want to be careful, just, you know, you don't know necessarily depends on who you have for tanks tanks can really go either way uh, if we pull up and look at the overall rankings right now uh, for the players if you bird rings coming in at third you got profit coming in at fifth um, and then you don't have any of the tanks going down until fury who's been playing still a ton of diva he does play a little bit more peel oriented lately so i'm not necessarily sure if he's going to necessarily be the best go-to so i would want to you know Make sure that uh, you're comfortable playing uh, Fury or or even Gesture, who is doing really well. But again, the last couple of weeks, they have had a little bit of struggles as far as fantasy points go. And I do think that they're probably your your best tank option if you have them. But just be cautious and considerate of what you got there on your roster. Um, but that actually is going to head us into the next matchup which I think is also going to be a fairly good matchup. I'm excited to watch it. Uh, and that's going to be NYXL versus the Philadelphia Fusion. All right, I'm taking over. The, uh, New, the New York Excelsior will be playing Fusion. And for my and for my, for my pick, well, but actually, let's head over some background here. The Fusion, the Fusion, they're, the, this is, this is, no, this is, no, this will be the game where this will, they're coming off of a game of, a game after playing the Soul Dynasty. Now that and so I called I'm, I called a loss against the Soul Dynasty. Now against the New York Excels, against New York Excelsior, I think Carpe is going to have is going to have a game. Whenever New York, whenever the New York Excelsior has struck uh, has struggled, it's always been against against the uh, the top tracers. And Carpe is by far one of the one of the best, if not arguably top two, top three, maybe the best tracer. Uh, in the in the, league, right, in the league right now, I'm expecting big things. This is good, possibly one of the biggest games that they're gonna play, and and like Carpe is has oh, Carpe is just volatile. He will, I, he's just he's so young and he can just explode at at will. Uh, the the um the Philadelphia Fusion they're built off of off of extreme aggression, extreme ex- uh, just purely extreme aggression in the dive comp, and and with and with Poco may perhaps maybe taking away Mecco's Mecco's uh, attention. I'm expecting Carpe to uh, to essentially uh, just have have at it. Now that being said, I'm still I'm, I think New York Excelsior are, are going to take it away from Fusion three to two. But I'm expecting big things from Carpe. 
I think that's actually a really good call out. And I think that one other thing that you're going to have to think about is we saw something last week that we had never seen before from the fusion. And that was shadow burn on, on widow. And it wasn't that bad. Um, he did decently well. And that, and Widow is always a threat that you have to be prepared for. And just because there's a Widow on the map means you have to change your positioning and you have to think about what you're doing in a different way. And so the, the ability of the threat that we have with Shadowburn also means that some of the attention that the tanks have or the D.Va has or the other DPS is going to go to him and and not um, Carpe who might be diving. And if they don't play Shadowburn, you got EQO who played just as well on Genji and has a pretty nasty 76. So we might even see a dual hit scan where we've got Tracer 76 or 76 McCree because Carpe's McCree is insane. Um, now, I don't know if we're going to see the McCree, but I really like watching it. But uh, So I think that's a great call. I'm excited to see what the Fusion can do. That actually heads us into Florida versus Houston. As far as the map score goes, I'm going to go with Houston 4-0 on uh, Florida. I think that they're going to be able to come back and get that, that win again and have a really good showing as well as just kind of get some of that map score back. Florida has been continuing to improve, though, and I don't think that they're necessarily out for the count in the season. Well, actually, they might be out for the count of the season. I have to look at the numbers, but... Well, I do think that they have some new players that are going to come in soon. That's going to make a huge difference. But as for right now, the players that are on the current lineup and in Los Angeles, from what we know, um, I'm going to have to go with Manhattan. And the reason for this is that the DPS on Florida has not looked like what we need it to look like to be a top-tier team in the Overwatch League. I'm a big fan of some of their players. I've always liked Tavik. Actually, I'd say Logix is finally starting to look really good, but it might... Um, it might be a little bit harder to do what Logix wants to do against Houston. I don't think as he, while he may be a better tracer than Jake, I don't think that he can uh, effectively carry the entire team. You got to get their cool map first. <laughs> yeah, and I, and he's like, if he's your biggest threat, it's easy to single him out, right? I think that's one thing that some of the teams have done to be able to beat Houston is like, hey, Jake may not be our biggest threat, but if Jake's out of the equation, it's a little bit easy to beat them, easier to beat them. You look at even going back to the Lunar Colony map against London. Um, everybody, or not London, sorry, uh, NYXL, they just took Jake off the high ground on point B. You can't mess with us if we take you out. We're just going to send the Diva up there and knock you off, and then what are you going to do? shoot at us from the low ground, you're a little bit less effective. They take that away from him. Um, so I think that, you know, Houston's going to be able to do that counterpart and take that away from Logix, and then they're going to just have to worry about Tavik, who has looked somewhat unsuccessful or a little bit struggling the last couple of weeks. Um, but I do think that Manitin, who is probably going to spend most of his time on Diva and maybe some Roadhog, is going to have some consistent value overall. Uh, Swoosh might do okay on his dives, but I think that one of the better players, if you have to play a player from that roster, is going to be to go with uh, Manitin. 
Um, but that brings us into Saturday, as that was the final game on Friday. And Saturday, we actually have some banger matchups that I'm excited to watch. Um, we got London versus the Gladiators to start it off. Uh, Mikey, why don't you tell us about that? London matchup? versus the Gladiators. Uh, last during, during the last stage, this would have been this would have been just. Um, I honestly, I would have I would have skipped this matchup. But with how Fisher has been playing, with, with the addition of Fisher, he's made the Gladiators just rejuvenating, just exciting to watch. Now, now against now against the London Spitfire, this is I, this is a this is a tale of two Kongu Pantheras, because because uh, mind you mind you the the Gladiators recently picked up Fisher from the London Spitfire. So going into this, yep. I, exp- I I would have said that I would have said Fisher would have been the player to pick, but I know, but I know I have I have this feeling that London knows every move Fisher is going to make. So with that being said, I'm expecting. I'm expecting. Um, <clears throat> I'm expecting big things from Hydration. Hyd- now, Hydration has always been just a, a strange character to watch. A uh, strange character just to watch. He is. He is so. What's the, what's the word? Uh, boomer bust. Boomer bust. Not a word, but... Bo- boom. He's just been boomer bust. Uh, polarizing when he when he has when go. he has no space when he has no space he when he has no when he has a space. He can pop. He can pop off, and then and then sometimes when even when he has all the space to work with, all the smart engagements, he still is quite uh, just just anemic in play. Sometimes and then sometimes when when you just need a play to happen, he can miraculously make the play happen. Now to now this is now this is against his, London. His Genjis look pretty good. Yes, so indeed. That might, that might help. And him this out. is against London. Hydration has actually always been. Performed well in high in uh, high stress scenarios, and I'm expecting I'm expecting hydration to perhaps do well. He's always been the X factor for the London Spitfire for <laughs> the Los Angeles Gladiators, yeah. and and this and uh, we'll see we'll definitely see how he, how he performs against the London team. Absolutely, and that I do think you're right on that. I think when the Gladiators do well, it's because he's able to step up. Surefour is consistent, right? He pretty much does the same thing all the time as far as like performance level. So you kind of know what you're going to get out of him. But when Hydration is able to pop off and really provide that X factor, like you said, it carries Gladiators to the next level. And I think that if they want to find success, they're going to need those uh, second DPS players to really step it up. And I think that, you know, Fissure is going to be able to do what he does well, but I do agree that he does have the the fact that he's going to have to play against his former teammates who have probably scrimmed against him a ton. They know where he likes to go. They know the little things that he likes to do. Oh, yeah, do. London, the two-roster the- team. The, the two-roster team, you know they've yeah. scrimmed yeah. against each other, and they know they, they know uh, Fisher's every move. Sure, I'm pretty sure he's taking I mean, steps to make himself less some predictable. Of those, but, dude, they, when you play with somebody for a year, year and a half, like some of the players on that team have played with him, you kind of have an idea of what to expect. Exactly, exactly. Um, and But that brings us into another one of the Korean powerhouse teams. We're going to watch New York Excelsior, the NYXL versus the San Francisco Shock. I'm excited for this matchup because I think that um, while I do want to call it, I'd say NYXL 4-0's Shock, I do think that it's going to be a really good temperature gauge for Shock to see where they stand in the league and how they compete. I think the Shock's going to actually be able to do okay. They'll probably take some of these maps to overtime, maybe even some extra time. Um, 
but I think NYXL is going to just be a little bit dominant. They're one of the best teams in the league. And off of that roster, you know, almost everybody that starts for them, I'd say, is a must-start. But this week, I actually want to shout out uh, Jonak again. I think that he really is empowering for the entire team. And when he's doing well, they all do well. And that's what they've been doing the entire time. So as long as they continue to empower him, they're going to continue to succeed. And in a even without them boost. So some of the other Zen players or the other comps have really struggled with the empowering like we talked about earlier. But with NYXL, it doesn't seem to matter. Jonak's just going to do Jonak things whether or not he has mercy boost or not. He's just going to kill you. It just The only difference is how many orbs he's going to take to do it. Um, so I do think you want to keep an eye on it. That's definitely, in my opinion, a matchup you're going to want to watch. Again, even if you're not a fan of either team, you're just a fan of the Overwatch League, this map is a really good temperature gauge to see where Shock is at and what they're ready to compete with. Um, but heading into the final game for Saturday, we got the Florida Mayhem versus the Dallas Fuel. Mikey, why don't you tell me about that game, my dude? All right, for, Florida Mayhem versus Dallas. This I personally think this is going to be a one-sided affair. A one-sided affair and the player to watch effect effect is uh, is is going to have an effect. <laughs> but um, I, I I I can't think of I can't think of an, an, another player who's just going to have the amount the amount of output that effect is going to uh, is going to have. Um, the, the Florida Mayhem's two supports I think they are fantastic supports as well. But just with the team struggling right now. I think their I think their backline is going to get carved up by effect, and um, and then and then just effect if effect just right as of right now he has the clear dominance over tracer over say logics, and he's just yeah. gonna he's just gonna open up so many opportunities for Dallas and I think it's gonna be a I, I personally think it's gonna be a four zero a four zero for Dallas I don't think they're gonna take I don't think Florida's gonna take a map maybe I don't I. Uh, dare I say it? I, I don't think they, I don't think even I don't think they will even take a round off of them. I mean, it's definitely possible because I think that you know, despite the showing last week, and a lot of, man, there's a lot of hate on on Twitter against Dallas um, this week because of like coaching and decisions with substitutions. Why do you have AKM? Me and even we we were in live viewing watching this, and we even said like, why do you have AKM there on Hollywood, knowing that 76 isn't a great pick for. Uh, second point when you have rascal sitting on your bench but it, you know at that point would it have made a difference i'm not necessarily sure but going up against florida they're playing hanamura nepal king's row and gibraltar i think that between you know the, the two teams what rosters they're going to be putting out and with dallas being able to have uh X star QC or whatever back in the roster, whatever you want to call them. Um, and you got Custa calling shots. It seems like they've been more successful. And I know that they struggled last week, but people need to chill, dude. Like, honestly, last week they had, they didn't have the easiest matchup. They go up against Seoul. I would have called Seoul to be Dallas any any week. And in fact, you know, going back even to Apex, it has been a rare occasion that Dallas was able to beat uh, the team formerly known as Lunatic High. It's happened, but Lunatic High was consistently better. And their roster is saying now Dallas has improved a little bit, but that doesn't necessarily mean they're ready. The other thing that people are forgetting is that um, they're playing with XRC and AKM and possibly even bringing in 
um, Rascal again, they didn't even have these players on their roster. When he was suspended, Felix didn't scrim with the team. So, you know, they didn't have tons of time scrimming. They have maybe two weeks scrimming with the current roster that they have. you got to give them some more time. Uh, do I think that they're making the best coaching decisions? Maybe not. But at the same time, you can't go grab your pitchforks. you got to wait it out. The Valiant is also a great team. Um, they were, you know, top five in stage one. They've been continually successful. They've looked good. Um, and so I do think that, you know, we're going to see a, a resurging performance out of Dallas, and I think that they're going to be able to do pretty well um, going going into this week. And I don't think that, you know, with that map pool that we talked about with Gibraltar, Kings Row, Nepal, and Hanamura, I'm not convinced that Florida's going to be able to swing that around. Yes, especially with, um, well, just Florida, just a combination of just Florida struggling right now and these, uh, and these dive, these uh, dive oriented, these dive oriented maps. And uh, you have the threat of effect. You have the you have you know these maps that do favor the AK the AK seventy six, and and just yeah, and you have the threat of rascal. I just don't see a good time for Florida overall. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. I think that the map pool is really favoring the fuel into this, um, especially against Mayhem again. Just bring it that the team that they have, they can actually play dive and they can play dive well. It's something that they haven't been able to do in the past. I'm excited to see what they can do. I'm enjoying uh, the improvements that they're making because I do see them improving off of stage one. But that kind of ends where we're at for, for this week as far as the weekly preview. But uh, I want to thank you guys all for listening and tuning in to Fantasy Watch this week. Uh, Mikey, if anybody wants to follow you, where can they find you? Oh, my uh, I'm always on Twitter. At, uh, I, my name is, uh, my handle is at WMike, M-I-K-E-J-L. I, I, and, um, and you can also, and if you would like to join our, the uh, Fantasy Watch Discord, I'm... Uh, I'm I'm the one I'm the one with with Korean letters or the Korean um with Korean uh, character that roughly translates to chopped octopus. <laughs> nice. And uh, if you if you check him out in there, you will actually see he is one of our mods, so you can actually pull him up. He's one of the red ones. He'll be easy to find. Um, you can follow me at Invictus O-Dub on Twitter. You can follow the show at Fantasy Watch O-Dub on Twitter. Email us at Fantasy Watch. Odub at gmail.com as well as you can join our discord check out the twitter uh, there's a permalink as well as i'll put a link in the show notes i want to thank you guys for joining us this week most importantly i want to say thank you mikey for helping me out and joining the show this week it's been great having you on i look forward to your contributions to fantasy watch as we go forward because um, i'm definitely going to get him in on the show as well as probably get him to help us out writing some of these articles uh, was there any last shout outs or anything you'd like to do today oh um i'm, I'm just i'm just saying that um, i'm just i'm just happy for this opportunity and uh and i'm looking forward to just contributing my to, to contributing my, my most uh, efforts to to the show and uh, yeah absolutely yeah and uh let's see what the, let's see what these games pan out to be and uh we got we got some big overwatch this week <laughs> ladies and gentlemen yeah hey me and mikey should be in live viewing for a lot of the games this week my work schedule has me working quite a bit but i know that i will be around on wednesday for all of the games i should be there for most of thursday and friday as well so i look forward to hanging out with you guys come join me and mikey as we talk about it and talk about what we see and what it means for the league and as always go forth be excellent to each other my dudes no words, my-